to a special episode. It's not too often that I walk downstairs from the the bakery down to uh, to the basement where y'all are at. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, welcome we got, back. Yeah, we got a, a special episode today. Um, but before we get into that, um, I want to uh, serve a death cake to. Uh, uh, yeah. John Witherspoon actually died uh, today at, at the time of this recording. So um, rest in peace to him. He was, uh, of course, the dad on uh, on the Friday and granddad from the Boondocks, which and just announced two new seasons on that HBO Max. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah, because was he cast to be um, granddad still? Yeah, they were all coming back. Regina King oh, was coming shit. back. All of them. Uh, we're- we're going to get off onto a, you know, be all on a job with a spoon tangent. And that's really not why we're here, but definitely got to pour a little out for the man. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, why we are here. Yes, uh, sir. We are talking about uh, a show that fits into uh, both of our shows, Keepers of the Funk and Death Cakes. We are talking about, uh, the docudrama, I guess you would call it, from uh, Hulu, called Wu-Tang, The American Saga. And I just want to preface one more time here, you know, uh, a reason why our production typically slows down in the summer, I mean, yeah, vacations and timing and all that stuff, but also because, you know, we're talking about Wu-Tang, an American saga, and uh, Jay, purposely, I think he ducks me because he doesn't want to do the Jacksons an American dream. This is American enough, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it definitely brought you know it. it uh, they're they're alike in the fact they're both uh, miniseries uh, that you know uh, chronicled uh, you know legendary group and uh, legendary artists. So uh, this one, I would definitely say, does it a whole lot better. But we'll get into that a little later. Yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I mean, this is uh, uh, Shaolin Graffiti Part 2. This is a, a sequel to our uh, Episode 9, where we talked about uh, the Wu-Tang Clan and uh, sort of our our thoughts and feelings about the group. And um, this show is... Now, I didn't watch the um, the Showtime like documentary on this do either of you guys we yeah i've not seen it all i've seen i see i saw part of the first one i never went back uh in fact when um jay you you hit me up and say hey are we doing a you just said we're, we're doing an episode about that wu-tang series when it comes out i said hell yeah and I was like, yeah, I think we both had the same idea in mind, too. I was like, yeah, when he get, goes back on here, kind of like, like you said, like Child and Graffiti, back on episode nine, part two, you know. And, um, you know, I hit him up right away. He said he was down. And, well, then, but originally, Ghost, you said, you're talking about Mike's and Men, which is that doc, that uh, Showtime series we're talking about. Um, we may do that over on the show. And uh, if we do that, Jay, you're invited to uh, come come back to the basement and uh, do that one again. But, uh I've not seen that, but I have read both of the uh, books, the um, Wu-Tang Manual and uh, Tower of the Wu, both written by the RZA. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. I, I haven't read his books either, honestly. 
They're really good. I suggest uh, both you guys, if you haven't, um, anybody out there listening, if you haven't, check them out. Yeah, I may have to see if the library's got them. Yeah, the Tom right. Woo was the first one. Okay, it's the, uh, that's the second one. The second one? Okay. Yeah. Who was the first one? It was just called the Wu-Tang Man. Okay, that's the one. That's yeah. The one I've got. I think my mom's got that in a box somewhere, but I mm-hmm. bought that in Detroit. Um, again, referencing episode nine, at that point, I did not have the second one. I always meant to and didn't. Um, but, you know, since then, I have got it. It's on my shelf now. Well, um, you know, we we said we were going to talk about the show, but we didn't really have a plan. So, uh, what what do we want, want to touch on first? Do we want to touch on the show itself, or... Well, um, I mean, yeah. we're, we're definitely not, not going to go beat for beat on this, because this is a 10-episode series. And if you haven't watched it yet, um, I highly recommend it. Because, it, I mean, not just if you're a fan of, of the Wu-Tang, but if you're just a fan of of uh, 90s hip-hop and um, just 90s rap culture in New York in general. Definitely. It definitely is a time capsule of that. You know, I felt watching it, it was sort of a, um, the way I feel about, about movies like Wild Style, which, uh, you know, in the loosest sense, is a movie. It really is pretty much just pointing the camera and then doing some light acting on it, you know. But that gives you a glimpse of that that late 70s, early 80s New York in the burgeoning hip-hop scene and graffiti and all that shit. That's why that movie's great, not because the story is necessarily good, you know what I mean? This is different, though. I mean, this is... um, You were talking about, Jay, you were saying that it was... um, You were saying, you know, check it out. Maybe even if you're not a fan of the group, if you're more a fan of just 90s hip-hop or or things like that well i'm gonna take it a step further and just say you know with this recent um this recent trend of uh musical biopics that are out there you know and i mean you had straight out of compton um which was okay you have uh that tupac movie which is terrible the biggie movie which is terrible you had you got uh bohemian rhapsody which was okay rocket man i've not seen but the yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah, that new edition one I thought was great, and I yeah. honestly think that when it comes to these biopics or docu, whatever everyone calls them, it's almost better as a TV show because trying to scrunch all of you know a, a group's origin into a two-hour movie, it just doesn't work. Exactly, and that's what I was building to. I was going to say this does it the right way. You can only get so much in a you know two-hour movie that you know a lot of stuff's gonna get lost and just uh glossed over and just not really explained in the way and and really explored in the way you would hope it would be and this one i mean you get it all i mean just down from the fact that you had rizza working on parts of that seven chamber beat all throughout the series until you get to like the last episode when they really start putting their verses on it right yeah and then the fact when he was you know beating on that uh Electrical circuit box, the electrical box. Yes. And then if you listen to the joint, it's like, holy shit. I always wonder what like what the hell is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
it's just funny, especially if you go back and listen to it now. You know, um, the one thing that I really thought that you know, okay, I'm picky about certain things. I'm picky about when people do remix albums where they take acapellas and put them in their own beats and they don't do it on top. I'm picky about shit like that. So it kind of translates into the same thing. I was really watching when they were spitting the verses and cross-checking it with my memory of the song and then going back and actually listening to it and yeah. save for the fact that it's the recording process as opposed to the finished song they got it damn near spot on I mean especially Raekwon uh, Shami Moore um, shout out to him he's I've quickly become a real big fan of him because of the fact I first seen him in the Get Down, then come to find out he's the voice of Miles Morales in the the Spider Verse. Right. So, um, I thought that was dope. I liked that movie. And I didn't even know he was in that way until after I'd seen it like two or three times. Oh, and speaking of dope, he was in he was in that movie, dope. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dope. Yeah. And, then and then it was just like, yo, so. I was already kind of a fan, and then when he, and then he's from Atlanta, and then for him to get his, I mean, he's got raised accent and his delivery pretty fucking good, like, I was impressed, you know, uh, I was impressed with, um, I kind of feel like the Dave East is growing up. First, I was like, nah. I thought he really does look a lot like a young meth. I mean, the look is is cool. He didn't. It's just his his mannerisms aren't quite there. But then when he got to when he was really in the studio and kind of rhyming, I was like, all right, well, you know, of course, he's an MC. He's going to have that. And he did. You know, he, he sounded. I just think that the casting of this was just um was 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 something serious, something amazing because yeah, like you mentioned those two, but I mean, like when Ghost, I think we hadn't even said a word yet when he when Dennis shows up, I already knew he that's Ghost. You know, it looks just like him. He even has the mannerisms down. You know, just that's he came out of nowhere. I mean, I don't even see I haven't seen him in anything else before this, and he is fucking dope. Yeah, he he's great. But where the hell did they find the old dirty bastard? Uh, Cause he <laughs> that's that's him. And the yeah, they had to turn his son down, and then he had to agree to let dude study him because like his son is, is ODD for real. It's a lot like um. Easy E son, who was just like Easy, he made be pretty much Easy E, you know. But they turned him down, and he had to, you know, do the same thing for the cat that uh, played in the movie. So that tells you a lot about uh, Ice Cube son, you know what I mean? Because he was in pretty much in the same position, and they gave him a shit. They gave him a lot of shit for it too, you know, as far as giving him a hard time about getting that role. 
was able to pull it out. So that says a lot about his acting chops. I'm not saying anything against the other two cats. I'm just saying that, that you know, if they're all three in that position, he was able to pull it off. It's got to be something different. But I liked him in the. There's a little quick sidebar of a little movie with Gerard Butler on Fifty Cent. He was good in that too. I never saw that. Uh, it's an action movie. I mean, it's typical, but. It's, it's not bad, like one of those Saturday movies. Right, one of them hangover movies. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, back to it. Uh, RZA himself, uh, I think Anthony mm-hmm. Sanders is his name. Yes. Uh, he's dope, too. Um, I liked him a lot in The Equalizer, too. He was in that with Denzel. He was, uh, I don't know if you've seen that, but. If you remember, if you see any, any trailers where uh, Denzel busts into that uh, room full of dudes sitting there in the living room or whatever, uh, and he tells the dude, get up, come on, you know, get up, Miles, you know, whatever, that's him. Yeah, but, with him in that RZA role, by the way, to jump in for a second, he is the way I felt about him the way you felt about Dave East as meth. Like, I didn't think he had it right away, but as yeah. it goes along, he kind of settles in. Yeah, same, yeah, and I can I can go along with that too. I was kind of waiting to see about him also. Um, yeah, he definitely, you know, like you said, he said it for sure. Uh, ODB, yeah, I mean, he was him right and, off the rip. No yeah, and, and the kid that played uh, Jizza, I thought he he really nailed He, he looked exactly like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, he, he did, did. and I'm on. No, I was going to say I'm on the Wikipedia page for the show, but they don't say who was playing Inspector Deck. But I thought he looked the part. If not, he, he didn't sound as much, but he he looked. The part. Deck is badass. It's oh, that is really badass. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. See, Rebel. It, it, it's in. The, Right, he hasn't changed his name. See, and that was the thing that kind of threw me off at first, too, was they didn't have their woo names yet. So, that that first episode, it it took me a second to kind of figure out okay, that's Ghost, okay, that's, you know, that's that's Raekwon. Yeah, and, you know, the thing that also helped, I mean, again, if you were not. As familiar, I mean, the other thing when they started popping off the real names, you know, uh, being a fan of so long, and also being just from the old school, from the time when you bought the record and went out and read the liner credits, and then you see their names and they're written by D. Cruz, Dennis Cole, right? You know, uh, Bobby Diggs, or you know, Clifford Smith, or you know, whatever, whatever. So that's how I figured out who was who. So when they were saying in the show, first they said Bobby. Right, so, yeah. Oh, that's what. Yeah, from there, and then they said D or Dennis. I was like, okay, that's Ghost. You know, shit like that. So, but uh, you know, I, I gotta say, uh, his little brothers, Ghost little brothers, are fucking <laughs> hilarious. Oh my god! I was gonna bring them up later, man. Like dying. Yeah, as far as like the side characters, man, I always love when they came on. Dude, and then on top of that, 
They had the freshest haircuts on that motherfucker. <laughs> Man, those hot top right? shades were the Man. crispiest shits I've ever seen in life. The motherfuckers were sharp, boy. It's pictures floating around somewhere of me and my high top, but my mom was very adamant that you would know no higher than what you got. I can be out here looking silly. I'm like, ah, oh, man. I was envy. I was jealous of those high tops, man. Like, I always wanted my hair like that. Dude. <laughs> this shit was banging. I was, man, both of them for real, but the the one dude in particular, the one cat that kept fucking with him about uh, fucking. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. That, uh, yeah, that's why you like this Darius. movie so much. <laughs> and the kid, kid that plays him actually has. Uh, right. Yeah. He's got brittle bone disease. So he, you know, he he really is in, in a wheelchair. That's he wasn't just you know, uh, acting. I figured one. It, yeah, it, it seemed a little too natural for him to be acting. So I, I mean, I assume that I didn't know yeah, what he had though. Yeah, but this is his only. It, this I, is his first acting credit, according to IMDb. Well, well it's a good one, man. He cracked yeah. that <laughs> I love that. That, dude. that part when he uh, when he looked when 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 uh, when Dennis when he couldn't find his gun. He's like, who touched my shit? He said, you still, you, you got my shit? He's like, why the fuck would I take your shit? Right. Like, he's looking at it like, for real? <laughs> and the other part, when he started laughing at the right at you, like, He's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he was. And just, you just... Speaking of side characters, I, for some reason I've seen Attila before. I can't place him either, but he's been in something else. I thought he was somebody that he wasn't, but I don't... I, I don't I don't know that guy. If you see him, then you let me know. I if, he's like, if he was a side character or somebody that Luke Cage beat up, or I don't know, but I, I, I'm gonna have to find out. He's, he's not even listed in uh, on IMDb here. Yeah. So um, to, well, while we're on the topic of Attila, um, for, again for the, the series, I mean, it's 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 definitely. A lot rooted in fact, but there is some dramatization and just, you know, it's, it's still a TV show. Um, and so the Attila thing is actually, it's actually a stand-in for something else. Because, uh, again, in Tao of the Wu, which is what I read, it's when he talks about the uh, uh, manslaughter trial that he was up for. Because um, he did shoot somebody, but that was why he was actually in Ohio. See, the series ends on that cliffhanger of him, uh, him and Ghost and his sister. You know, going to on the to Ohio on the bus, but right. uh, in the real life, Riza, he had that shooting happen in Ohio, and it was a uh, and he argued he pled self defense, so he didn't, um, you know, it was up for manslaughter or whatever. But he actually just got not guilty, and so he always kind of credits that moment to saying like that's why he really put everything in the music. He's like, I'll never want to be in that situation again, and I I feel bad for injuring that guy, you know. And this is right after, you know, right after he kind of really started studying uh, 5% and uh, really getting into, like, knowledge yourself and everything like that. So that's why he felt bad, you know, shooting another black man. And uh, That's really what made him stay on the straight and narrow and just put everything into music. 
that scene where he busts that one up, the, uh, that math on him too, you know, after they've been kind of giving him shit earlier in the, in the season. Right. And he came back on him. So, yeah, and they, <laughs> they started to give him shit because he was going by the name Rakim before, and, and Rakeem, Just Ice, right. he uh, schooled him, you know, fake-ass Rakim, what's today's mathematics, you know what he's talking about, you know. He just said he heard it in the park, which he did, you know, for the 5% cats out there all the time. But, right. um, so let's talk about that for a second, because another thing I love about this show is it, I mean, in, there's something I'm going to circle back around to in a second that I'm it's always one of my hip-hop mysteries but uh you know they really do go in the go with the chronology of you know you have uh the jizz assigned to cold chilling or you know the genius anyway you got um bobby when he's trying to get on it uh with with uh tommy boy and i don't remember like when they play when they were looking for the sample him and um i can't remember the guy i'm pretty sure that's supposed to be capadonna but uh Ken, uh, Marlo, uh, Marlo from The Wire, you know, his manager, he was um, there in the record store looking for the beat to sample, and he got that Denise Denise Williams song. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't remember Rakim going like that, that that song. But it, and it, you see that it didn't. They made that song, but then they had they couldn't clear the sample, so then we got the version that we got. And so I, uh, so because that that made me stop and check. Like, wait a minute, that song didn't go like that. What the fuck? Um, but on the topic of that, why, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, when he, when he, when he came back and spit the math because of, you know, they were getting a shit for calling himself Rakim is, uh, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I remember that song and it came on the box all the time when I hated that song. I always turned it off. And, but when the Wu-Tang came out, I didn't know that originally. And then when I got, you know, sorry, I don't know when I started seeing the articles or whatever they're talking about. You know, the RZA used to be he used to be known as Prince Rakim. I'm like, wait, wait a minute, that's the same dude? What the fuck? <laughs> but you then you got not only got that, you got the whole <laughs> the thought process or the creative process behind the video and the song. And I mean, just, yeah, but that's typical. Like, that, that was typical '90s right. uh, corporate trying to figure out what what the white people want their their black music to sound like. Exactly, and that's really what, you know, for, for those who know, that's why the Wu-Tang is what it is. It was them trying to change the status quo, and, you know, that's why they got such a lucrative deal that's so unheard of when they signed, um, because, you know, they were burnt out with dealing with the label and all that bullshit. Yeah. And, yep. Go ahead. Speaking of which, Jake Hoffman. Now, I don't know... Uh, is it Dustin Hoffman's song? Is that who that is? Oh, yeah. Okay, sure I wasn't is. sure who... I didn't know who that was playing him. I just... Uh, I didn't even look into that. Yeah, at first, I thought he was the kid from... Uh, <laughs> from Jake and... That show Drake and Josh. Uh, from way back in the day. <laughs> like, at certain glances. And I'm like... But then I had to look it up. I think that's pretty dope too. He's a pretty good actor. You know, Jake Hoffman. You know, I, I kind of like that these sons and daughters of the actors we grew up on, seeing which ones actually pop off and actually do something, which ones kind of just 
fade and don't do anything and end up being living off their parents' fame. But, uh, it's interesting to see who's going to do that. But I like the fact that he's in this. It's, it's kind of different. Because I wouldn't expect him to be in something like this, I guess. Maybe that's me personally, but like when I saw that Robert Downey Jr. and Ben Stiller were in that show, in that movie, Black and White, I was like, yeah, yeah. right. You know, but it was dope. You know, and now I couldn't imagine him not being in it. You know, and with the Steve Rickman thing, you know, or when they, I thought it was it was cool that they pointed out, you know, his philosophy behind, uh, you know, what what he wanted his label to be, because you heard uh, when he was talking about, you know, we need MC Hammer, you know, you know, they gotta have an MC Hammer to to afford, you know, whoever the hell. I forget what he said, but the example, I mean, if you look at what Loud Records was, I mean, one of the reasons I love that label so much is because it seemed like they would take a chance on, you know, artists like, you know, like, like Wu-Tang, you know what I'm saying? But then for every Wu-Tang, they would have like, you know, uh, Candyman, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Threw me off, man. God damn it. You got me. Uh, but I mean, you got like, you know, if you look at a lot of records, you have Mob Deep, you have Wu-Tang, but then you have, you know, Big Pun, you got Bone Thugs over there, and then they got M.O.P., and they got 3-6 Mafia, you know what I'm saying? And just, you had like, you had acts that you wouldn't, that, that were more definitely, definitely going to cater more to like radio and mainstream music, but then you have, you know, artists like Dead Prayers over there on the other side that aren't going to get a lot of radio play, but... You know, because they like that music and they want it out there, they were sign acts like that. You know, beat us. You know what I'm saying? And because of that, they're one of the few hip hop labels to have that many well known acts. I mean, they broke so many of them through. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But like that's, but you got the 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 gist of what Steve Rifkin was trying to do with, with that with just that one scene right there when he's talking about, you know, why this, you know. When, when, the, when the chick was complaining about the music and saying, you know, well, we need this so that we can afford this, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to touch on before we move on, we were talking about the actors. I also have to give props to some of these actors that play younger versions of, of uh, these rappers. Like Eric B. Oh. And Rakim. When they came yeah. out, like, I, they never gave like a, a good solid shot of him. It, it, the the camera was always moving, but I mean, it really looked like him. Um, same. There, there was somebody else that I. To my big yeah, yeah Kane looked good him. too. Yeah. Whoever that actor is, but I thought this whole show did a really good job of uh, casting. And making them look uh, hard. Even power, power is uh, power is pretty yeah, smart yeah. too. Yeah, he's a little bit bigger than power really was, but you know he's a little bit more. This guy's a little bit more muscular, straight stocky. He, he's been in that stuff. That's the other thing between power and divine and uh, uh, ghost and ray. I didn't know those two hated each other so much. And it, it is amazing to see how much 
how much for them to be, you know, they right. hate e- each other to, you know, cut to to the purple tape. Yeah, the best of friends, you know, fucking their 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 album say featuring the other cat yeah. on it. And in the first <laughs> And both of the albums are classics, so it's like would they've been classics yeah, and in the first I mean like of Ray and Ghost is almost episode, a subgroup. Uh Rayquan is trying to kill Ghost. It's just it's just weird. I mean it's all you know obviously all all hood politics right there yeah. but i mean yeah i mean it's, it's weird to receive where i mean that that i understand but it like you said it is weird to see not only they you know joined a group together but they also they were almost a subgroup within the group you know the, the way people look at them because i mean that's like that, that's like one of the illest tag teams right there and i thought it was such a great dynamic in the show the way they kept showing how um they would almost get there how, how the clan would almost finish and then something fucked up would happen and then it falls apart again and it would almost happen yeah and then something fucked up would happen and they fall apart again like, like when that uh that uh jason was uh killed okay this is it they're they're gonna gonna they're in their yeah they're gonna come together nope something fucked up happens they all go their separate ways again <laughs> you know and it just kept <laughs> happening until the very last episode and even then, yeah. it hasn't really happened yet. I really like this last episode and the second to last. Yeah, because it was when that's when they were showing a ghost when he's watching the tapes and like he's like dubbing over in his own mind, you know, in his head. Right. And that's where he gets the idea, you know, because they're talking about the Shaolin and the Wu Tang, how they hated each other, but they joined up together. And it's like you know, Stapleton and Park Hills, we don't like each other, but well, we can join up together. And that's why. And that's I, where he started. Like, I gotta go see the Abbott. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I said the same thing when he said I got to see the Abbott. I'm like, yeah. yeah right. And I thought that was when they were going to get the names, but they didn't. Then I'm like, okay, yeah, they still, still got haven't gotten the names. And you know, nah. not all of them. Yeah, only a couple of them. Yeah, and you know, um, the thing too that I wanted to add about the Red Ghost and them is thing and how they were to becoming not only friends but Ryan partners in the same group and like you said with the subgroup you have to think about this Ray's first album The Purple Tape was a classic new time album and it's featuring Ghost Ghost is all over that motherfucker Ghost's first album is featuring Rayquan and that's a classic album and those two I mean, Ghost really kind of carried the move for a while when they were in that little slow period, you know. With I mean, he kind of brought them back with Supreme Clientele, you know, right? And, we, um, we, yeah, he, but it's interesting. Oh, guy, guy, and then with the Bulletproof Wallace again featuring Rayquan, you know, um, just. Every time those two get together, man, I mean, it's just, it's automatic bang. I mean. Yeah. Or Cuban Links Part 2. Dude, yeah. You know, featuring Ghostface. And even if they do shit together on other people's shit, like, I I was listening to um, the Pete Rock joint from Soul Survivor. And there's a video, it was like a six minute video on YouTube where they're showing them in the studio recording shit. 
played that motherfucker. I mean, just the way he rocked on the beat, the way what he was saying. I mean, just he was just fire. And then you know, ghost shit was crazy. And it was just it. And no disrespect to P, rest in peace. But it kind of made me like I don't really want to pay attention to him first because right, you know, those two were so fire. But yeah, man, it was just it was those two together ridiculous. Yeah, and speaking of uh, you know, some of this, some of these um, we're talking about some of these these uh, artists that were also in the um, you know, like the Eric B and Rakim and uh, all them. Uh, one thing I realized, oh, you know, Prince Paul shows up for a minute, so that's where we get like the the first hint of uh, okay, this is where kind of Gravedigger's is about to uh, that that's that's where that kind of begins, you know. Uh, we still got that to come but unless it was a blink and you missed it moment you know it never mentions the UMCs you know that was the group from the Staten Island and in fact and what what I said was like one of my mysteries in hip hop like you know how we have Havoc and uh, you know a, a, a group called Mob Deep and their members are called Havoc and Prodigy and yet we have the South Central Cartel whose names are spelled differently but also Havoc and Prodigy you know so this, the UMCs, they're from Staten Island. They came out before them. You know, that song, Any Way the Wind Blows, which I didn't notice back in the day, but, you know, after Wu-Tang showed up, you know, then I remember hearing that song some years later. And he said, you know, something like, I'm a master Wu-Tang blower on the board. And I'm like, I never really thought about that until, like, later in life. I'm like, you know, they're both from the same area, and in fact, I looked it up, and it said that they used to, uh, so I think it was Inspector Deck and um, maybe Haas G. Haas G actually is called uh, Phantom of the Beat now. He did, in, uh, speaking of uh, Ray and Ghost, he produced Apollo Kids for him, so there you go, full circle. But, uh, yeah, it said they all worked, him and I think Inspector Deck and somebody else, they used to work together, so they knew each other, they used to rhyme a little bit. But, yeah, he that album comes out a good two years before Thirty Six Chambers, and he mentions something about being, you know, he mentions Wu Tang there, but they weren't called Wu Tang yet. So I'm like, okay, what, what was the coincidence or what? Right. Or were they was he part of Wu? Before, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, it's interesting. It was never brought. You know, it wasn't. I, I was hoping there'd be like at least some little quick throwaway scene or something like that. You know, they had them in there or something that would mention the UFC, but but they didn't. And that's still, you know, that's a long shot, but it's just something that's never really been explained. And I, as much as I search it, I can't find a definite answer about it. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's a good question. It is like a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let's take a quick break and then come back. I want to touch on, uh, some of the episodes themselves and then you know keep, keep the conversation going from there but let's uh come back in two minutes here. cool alright see you on the side oh yeah coming through with my shower and crew too sick for a case give me St. Osborne in the midst of broken bottles and crushed up cans met the cows in the jam or I'll try 
with St. Ives in my system. Crack another, I'm blessed. Let's go get the next one and get over. The object is to stay sober. Lay on the sofa. Better yet, down my shoulder. Could never be son. Rick and say jelly. Hit the deli for a cold one. Naturally blessed, yes. My rap is like a laser beam. And I, I, you know, I don't know what you guys thought. Where you know the show definitely tried to be like the group itself and kind of do things that you know weren't part of your typical uh, show. But I don't know if it all worked. Um, it was in like the second or third episode. There was that whole sequence where. Uh, to sort of show the passage of time and how uh, they were selling those blue tops, they did this whole like animation sequence. Oh yeah, and it it, it kind of took me out of the show just because you never it it, it seemed like they, they did it on a whim and it, it just ne- it didn't seem like it. I don't know paid off is the, the right word it ju- just seemed out of place but then you know later in the series there was that whole part where uh, Jason got shot and they played it like uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto right that I thought fit better and then um, the only other sort of reality bending kind of thing that they did was the last episode or second to last episode when they um when Ghost was watching uh, Shaolin versus Wu Tang, and they they chained to the the actors and the voice acting and all that stuff. Right now, that yeah, see that made sense. Um, yeah, that fit. Now, I mean, yeah, I I I didn't like the uh, the animation sequences either. In fact, I forgot about them. They were that insignificant to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you because they they did it. It's just like they did it once or, tw- or did it twice, and it's like but never happens again for the rest of the series and it's like I don't know I just I, I feel like the same thing I feel like they tried it and then they just didn't really it, right so they just kind of said eh, forget about it and just kind of dropped it going forward yeah but then I mean it definitely they the, took risks and they, they did stuff that you know a normal docu show or you know any kind of show uh, wouldn't do which I thought was great but I mean that one in particular just didn't work for me at all nah I wasn't a fan either but 
Yeah, right. Right. Like I said, until you brought it up, I'd forgotten because, like I said, it was just that unimportant to me. And the only one I do remember, like you said, was the uh, the the kung fu sequences again because that made sense. That fit. Mm-hmm. And I also loved all the little nods to um, to just uh, martial arts and uh, the, the Wu Tang Clan th- themselves. Uh, in general like there was that whole section or uh, I think it was like the first episode when they were at the uh, the diner the rib shack where where uh, Riz's mom worked and they had that arcade machine but the game was called the killer bees and then yeah. there were um, a couple of spots where you'd see you know in place of whatever brand name it'd just be some some uh, uh, either Chinese or, or Japanese writing instead of the logo right yeah, I, I thought those were just great touches and and it gets around having to you know shell out for for uh, having those sponsors and stuff. right those sponsors and and trying to stay 100% um, accurate with the uh, with the time. Because I've seen like some of those movies where, like, like I remember like the MC Hammer movie that came out uh, on VH1 like 20 years ago, and uh, they had they had cats wearing FUBU in like like '88. I'm like, there wasn't, there wasn't FUBU back then, and if it was, they weren't rocking it like that, you know, shit like that. So I mean, it kind of sidesteps all of that stuff, um, you know. Uh, but speaking of time and just you know some of the stuff, one thing I thought was interesting, because um, this is an it's an anachronism. Um, when they're showing when they're showing Meth in high school, and first of all, I never knew Method Man played lacrosse. I didn't think they had lacrosse in you know it. it, it well, I I guess he went to a different school. That's where I work here, but I don't know. But anyway, yeah, they had it in the, they had it in the eighties and all that. And if you remember in the Wire, Bonk had that scene with. Uh... When Omar, where he was telling them he was uh, a midfielder and lacrosse, mm-hmm. and uh, he says, "Them boys in the world was coming when they saw the old boy." Nah, I mean, it's been so long since I've watched The Wire; I don't remember that. But, <laughs> but they, yeah, they, I didn't. I mean, they're not saying like that, but lacrosse is in my school too. Okay, but yeah, so, but but what I was saying is the the anachronistic part is when he's they're showing his highlights, you know, from the game, and they're playing Judgment Day. There hasn't even been, you know, there's not even there's not even thirty six chambers out yet. But, but I didn't mind it because, I mean, I guess they were just, you know, driving on the fact that it's Method Man, but also I'm not a big fan of that song, or that album really no. either, but I only ever liked it in the context of sports or working out. And they did it right there. I'm like, oh man, I wonder if someone was in my head and, read and thought about that for a scene because it works. It worked in that scene. I like that. That was hype. That's exactly what I used to use a lot of mess stuff for was... Me too. Or like pre pre-basketball game running stuff and stuff like that man that'd be like that it gets me at like you know what i'm saying so that's why I'm like that's the only time i like that song and they used it while they were trying to play in sports i'm like that's what's up now here's now here's a fun fact as much as i was i hate to say disappointed by the takeouts because you know how i was uh on the abyss right? yeah so when i first got to a fist because I met all those dudes on that AKA site. Remember AKA used to have those? Yeah, I remember AKAs. Okay, alright, so I won't go into all that. But anyway, um, 
so they had the little politics on the little bullets and bears there so DJ Rock was like I'm starting my own journey that's how he created just whatever everybody just leaves up the door just like I didn't like go over start rhyming they had the whole top 10 list for just regular rhymes and battles and I had been putting in work and starting to get some love and some notice but I hadn't made any list yet I was like Oh, I'm making a list one way or another. So I was dropping around every day, like just going hard, you know. And I think it took me about 10 days. And then I got on it. And the rhyme that I that got me on the list was something I wrote to Torture, which is song number eight on the Takeo 2000. It's uh, produced by Mathematics. And, and, um, and, and you know, what's, what's funny about that is uh that song it's back to back with this it's an interlude called Shaolin What and it's that it's Shaolin What and then Torture yeah. and I yeah. like I because I, I was you said you didn't want to say it I'm going to say it I was disappointed I didn't like to count 2000 I wanted to it's a very good Def Jam album it's not a good Method Man album if you if, if that makes any sense because exactly. definitely you listen to it yeah, you listen to it today it's definitely of the time it sounds like something Def Jam would have put out but I'm like anybody else it's not a good Method Man album, though. Definitely doesn't follow up to Cal and just, I don't know, it just felt weird. But um, that song, like those two songs back to back, I was like, man, why didn't he just do the whole album like this? Like, like... Yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> oh, my God. I do, I played that shit on Like, like those two songs. 35 minutes. 35 minutes right now, I'm on Pop's Christmas. I remember that shit. I remember that. Man. And and that, and that place is all and and that's why that song has always kind of had a special place in my heart. And then I actually became a fan of mathematics, you know, the production side because of that, you know, and started following him. Yeah. And some of his stuff he was doing too. So, but yeah, man, um, yeah, that album was just there. yeah. But yeah, I really like that. I, I really pop when that that the placement for that uh, of that Judgment Day. I was like, man, that's the only time I like that song with with, with some sports or or, or 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 exercise. Exactly. Yeah, that's on my Borderlands playlist. <laughs> I it wasn't on mine, but I'm I'm going to put it on there now. Now, now that you mentioned it. Yeah. But uh, I really think this is one of the better uh, musical biopics. Ah! Don't say biopic. What? It is biopic. It's not. It's biopic. not. It's not myopia. You're not myopic. It's not biopic. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Nails on the chalkboard, bro. <laughs> God, I hate that. Say no more, because that reaction was crazy. Oh, now you never. Now you never forget. Yeah, trust me. I will. <laughs> that's what happens when people say biopic but anyway it's one of the better musical biopics because biopics yes uh, man um, just the casting you know um, the, the acting delivery the story everything put together even the way that they you know were actually rhyming you know being in the studio I enjoy you know um, cause I'm picky about that type of shit and just how they portray that type of shit and I thought even that was dope and uh, for not being able to be just a rated or raw dog 
is, you know, uh, film or, or presentation. It's got grit to it, too. You know what I mean? And uh, it's got some polish, but it's got grit to it, you know, also. And I think a lot more wide range of people watch this than any other of the, uh, of the other biopics. Thank you. That, uh, come out recently. I would think so. I mean, like I said, I, I like I said, I, I I rattle off a couple of those. Like I said, like straight out of Compton. I mean, it was alright. It could have been better. Should have been. It seemed to me, you know, straight out of Compton was was holding the number one spot until this one came out. I mean, I, in comparison to the ones that we've sure. seen, you know, um, but because man, I, I almost went eleven or something. That was bad. Yeah, Tupac was bad. Yeah, Tupac, I never saw. Oh, don't. I didn't hey, trust me. You don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> watch Tupac on YouTube. Just watch, you know, watch his interviews on YouTube if you want to know about Tupac. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch the movie. Jesus but anyway, man. Um, and like, an- another one that was real bad was the. Uh, Michelle's version of the NWA thing. Now, I didn't terrible. see that, but I I can imagine. Yeah, but so you know, just getting back to my point, man. I mean, there's just really not too many aspects of this show that are not good. You know, uh, the, even the clothes and everything they get right. I was really surprised that uh, as the senator dude played um, Rizzo, he's he, he lost weight for I don't know if it's for the role or just in general because he was he was considerably bigger in uh, Equalizer. He was kind of cut, you mm-hmm. know, like a normal young 21, 22 year old dude that probably you know athletic cat or whatever. But you know he was real skinny and stuff's hanging off of him. Not, you know, I guess to betray for the role, but if you go back and look at me, but it's like, damn, it took me a minute to recognize that was him. I'm like, holy shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, just dedication to the role. I mean, everything. I mean, I, I caught it three episodes in, so I watched the first three binge style and then had to wait, you know, each week for the others. And it's one of those where I hate when I fall in love with a show and I gotta wait a week yeah yeah but then at the same time if I stack them and wait then I gotta stay away from motherfuckers oh did you see Wu-Tang did you blah 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 I can't get on social media I can't do this and am I gonna do that for six seven weeks straight like you know so no but I didn't I wish I could have just binge watched it joint I did a pretty good job. I mean, totally by accident. I mean, I don't think I planned or, um, you know, or anything, but I just, I know I, the first three came out. I watched like the first one and it had been a minute before I was able to go back. So it was already stacked up like quite a few and some just somehow through the grace of God, I sidestepped any spoilers or any discussion about it, you know? I sure didn't think about that. That's happened to me before with other shows, but uh, not with this. I mean, but it was everywhere. I mean, I mean, I always heard people talking about it, you know, and you know, on, on podcasts and articles everywhere. People tweeting about it, Instagram posts about it, you know. So 
Uh, I mean, it really kind of goes back to like what we were talking about in our back on episode nine, where we said that it just, um, uh, that you know, just just who their influence, I guess, their reach was just so much further and such wider, so wider spread than I don't think anybody ever saw coming, you know, and it's still relevant to this day. You know, hell, I mean, uh, I think at the time when we recorded that, Raekwon was like, you were talking about how Ghost kind of became, there was like Method Man and then Ghost, and then Raekwon, he was in like his second win, and he put out, this, you know, a string of a few. In fact, just a couple years ago, he put out one called The Wild, it's pretty dope. But I mean, now, yeah. now it's fucking Inspector Deck and him, him and Esoteric with those Zarface albums, and I mean, every single one of them albums is dope. Yeah. You know, so now he's doing his thing. I'm digging into that uh, Zarface first. Uh, uh, it's the one with, with the ghost. Ghost, face. yeah, yeah. Ghost ghost yep. Every I'm single like one that. of them is nice, man. And then, I mean, hell, even you guys put out something last year. And I mean, he's never been my favorite member, but it was so fucking dope, though. That album that is called Venom. Check it out. That album, it's it, it's dope. It's a Master Killer joint with a uh, dude that's on the uh, Nice Wonder label, um, Hilo. That was actually really fucking good too. Masa yeah, that was that, was, actually that was good. You put me onto that one. I even liked his first one that that No Set Date that he came out with. I mean, low key, that's one of the you better ones. I thought I was the only one that had that shit. I actually had it. No. And I thought and I liked it. I liked it on the load too. I'm like, oh, yeah, and that's saying a lot from you, just knowing how you feel about Master Killer. So <laughs> that's saying a lot. But I mean, right. I you know that album right there. I mean, Jay, you were about to say something, but I was just saying, yeah, that album right there. It kind of it finally dropped, and at a point when we was kind of quiet and. It was more Wu Tang than like the last several solo albums combined. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say though, we had season two as of this recording has not been announced yet. But unless they were a background character, and of course none of them have their Wu names yet, you know, in quotations. Unless they were a side character, they have not introduced Master Killer or You God yet in this show. Right. right. So, you know, fingers crossed that, that there will be a season two so we can, you know, see how the rest of the group gets together. Even though, wouldn't You God in prison or something when that first album came out? He was all, yeah, he was. He was. He was in and out a lot. Still, some kind of mention. Unless he was in prison with with, uh, with Divine, <laughs> one of them cats. Maybe I, I don't know. Because I remember he said that in a Vlad interview that he was in prison. I remember him saying something to that effect. So yeah, he definitely was going back and forth. Yeah, but uh, Jay, I think you were wanting to talk about like specific episodes. Well, no, just uh, I, I wanted to touch on you know how they were trying to do it different, like with oh, okay. the, the animation stuff and you know all, oh, okay. all the little different before. things that were 
different from from a normal TV show. Right. You know, and that that's definitely that has got you know Wu Tang stank all over it. <laughs> right. They do everything different. Yeah. But it it, it worked. And, and I just yeah I just thought that I, I can't not talk about how great the show is because I, I just thought it was awesome yeah and I'm wanting you know again you know talking about the way they did the, did things their way and you know how it worked and again going back to what we said about Steve Rifkin and the kind of deal that they had and how they kind of uh, you know it was their disdain for the way the record industry was being run and the way you know everything was falling apart for them whenever they were trying to it seemed like you know they knew what they wanted and you know they'd always get diverted by label politics and things like that and that's really what that's really what what began the Wu-Tang you know just them joining together basically I mean it's a common enemy for lack of a better uh, description and uh I was going somewhere with that um shit <laughs> kind of lost my train of thought there uh but i guess we talked about before how we were saying like they were showing like where things were going wrong for them as far as like their record deals and their contracts and things like that but i mean you got you, you left off in at the end of season or well at the end of the series with steve rifkin calling them up but uh, I feel like they got rhyme. It sounded like you. Somebody said fallopian too. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like there has to. Well, there has to be another another season coming because I mean uh, I just don't know how you end it there. And there was something like with the Attila thing where uh, I guess we, you know, where he shoots him, he doesn't kill him. And you wonder, well, why doesn't he retaliate? You know, why, you know, you have Bobby and them escaping to um, Ohio, but you don't, you know, all, there's so many loose ends that feel like if you end it there, I mean, I guess then it's up to you to just like, okay, we'll look at history and go from there. But I mean, I feel like the show needs to continue from there. Nah, you know, you know, it you needs know. a definitive end. I mean, I, it I really mean, does. Yeah, it's coming. I mean, there's no way it's not going to come. I mean, as far as I'm having a balance season yet that might be because they're waiting and letting the whole thing die down or well, maybe they just haven't got the contracts together or something like that maybe some you know, money still needs to be worked out yeah and I know right after the finale dropped RZA tweeted you know uh, uh, you ready, ready for some more Wu-Tang oh yeah get in again yeah so you know they're, they're gauging interest and the show was the most watched show, show on Hulu like all year so I don't see why it wouldn't get picked up but you know how politics are yeah. with all this shit yeah I mean it's, gonna be it's just a matter of time cause I you know I really would like to see, you know, when they actually got signed. And right. I want to see the release of the album and I want to see, you know, again, I want to see them go into some of the particulars about how they were able to do this deal where I'm signing a group, but I'm, but, but this group is allowed to go and, and get solo deals elsewhere. 
you know, against, you know, other, you know, against on competitors' labels. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I, that, that just that always blew my mind. I want to see him recording cream. I want to see all yeah, of it, man. Oh, but you know, oh, you know, another thing, you know, so we mentioned cream and like that. You know, that's another thing I liked how um, throughout the show. They wouldn't quite. I mean, so, sometimes they play the actual beats for you know songs they hadn't made yet, but other times you had where um, you're getting the kind of records that he was listening to, and not necessarily the same ones that he sampled, but that's the kind of shit that he was like digging into. Yeah, I also liked how you would sort of get um, a hint of of some some of the lyrics that would become actual songs like uh, you see uh, Chef and, and uh, Meph do, doing that uh, song yeah. for Chef. Yeah. I forgot the name oh. but you know and that was uh, a battle well because cause, uh, Chef don't like like a method man either seems like or at least like at the least yeah, you know yeah. at that point in the show that they weren't really getting along right you know, but they were just I guess because they still have some separate projects right yeah 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 so I mean so, it's probably just that little tension but they ain't really had no actual I don't think they had any actual you know, straight up like beef beef like he had ghosts or anything no it, right. it seemed like he uh Chef's beef is just that uh, he wouldn't get get down and work for power. It seemed like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Meth was kind of above it at first. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But then you get like um like with Meth and Ghost, you know, say they didn't really have any beef, but he was mad because uh he recorded you know Bobby's his best friend. He produces this song for him, this Killer Hill song. He said, "Why you let them diss us on you?" He said, "It wasn't a diss, you know." And he just was mad because he was repping his project over the other you know which he, that he didn't like so i i just love I, I love how you got all that stuff and by the way another speaking of that i've never heard that song before i know some of those uh they're out there i think in fact i want to say jay mills sent a link a long time ago in the uh in the group chat of uh the woo demos and i wonder if that, that stuff is in there but i want to go back and hear some of that some, some of that old stuff not nah, they need to release that if they got it anyway, yeah, like that that one song with uh with Jizza and and ODB that all in together. Yeah, yeah, I know I've heard that song somewhere. They they name drop it all the time, but they yeah, but yeah, because that was like the little group. Well, you know, they weren't signed anywhere, but I'm saying that was the group. That was the three of them. Yeah. Uh, and you know another thing about the music, I love how. Because you get this, this happens in um, in biopics a lot, where you'll get you got the actors who clearly, I mean, they don't sound exactly like these artists, you know, when they're out there. But um, you'll get it to where they'll perform the songs, but they'll actually have uh, the actual masters from the original song, like when you know, with the rappers on it instead. But no, you got them actually recording that whole shit and so like what like so when you hear when you hear them play the song back it's them on there those actors it's not the original song but then at the end when the exactly. credits come on then they play the real song for you or then 
and then but then the opposite with um the the we love you rakim video when they showed it on tv they were showing the real video but then at the end they showed you they played the song over and they showed uh they, they showed the actor you know basically acting out the video like shot for shot and i like that too i thought that was really dope yeah i mean i you just tell so much love went into this, man. I mean, this wasn't this wasn't no bullshit. This was a yeah. This was this was done with a lot of love, a lot of patience, and uh, you know, all of the all of the uh, artists were all consultants and on set all the time. Even executive producing, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, they were all there and. There, there was because Hulu has, has a commercial every 10 seconds <laughs> but there was actually no it, it wasn't on a commercial it was a, a interview that I was watching with uh, with uh, dude that played, played chef and he was talking about how um, how the real Raekwon would sit him down every day and and tell him what really happened in the scene and what the scene how how um, they changed it for the show but this this is what really happened and this is how you need to really be acting you have to right. think about this is what really went down so put your head in that that space whenever that's, you go yeah. and do this scene that's that yeah that's that's good shit right there I mean it, it was just all of it is great. I, I could stand for you know, if it comes out on on Blu-ray as a set, I'm buying it. If for nothing else, then like the director commentaries or whatever else would be on there because I would love to hear some of that stuff. Yeah, I, I can get it just for the hip hop collection. Right, it would go on my shelf right here. Yeah, it's the, it's the after effects of the show too. It's the stuff that makes you do after you watch it, like. It makes me go back and watch other videos and shit. Like I've been, I've been an ODB kid. You know, I same last day or two, and it's like, you know, um, his fucking Brooklyn Zoo. I've been playing that on repeat. Like, dude, he was getting off on that shit. Uh, fuck what you saying? I mean, like he, that dude. He was he he has bars. And 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 the funny thing is, there's there is an interview out there where they I forgot who it was. Like one time, like he wasn't drunk. Like he usually was recorded, he was drunk. He messed up on something, you know. He even says at the beginning of Brooklyn Zoo, he was like, you know, in the G building, taking all kinds of medicines, you know. But um, he, uh, he said he went. He was there. He was sober, and he spit a rhyme, and it was like some of the most incredible shit they'd ever heard from him, you know. What I mean? wasn't anything like he normally does none of that crazy singing or yelling or you know sporadic type stuff that he fits his bars in but it was just straight rhyming and it was just was like jaw drop and then when he got drunk and never did this <laughs> it's like damn you know but um what is his name like Asan or his, yeah. didn't they call him Asan? Asan Unique. Asan Unique. Like One so, Man Army. Duh. Right. 
Because that's what he said in, uh, in the Brooklyn Zoo. And then he was like, hey, son, I keep playing it's in orbit. So it was like, when you think about that line, like, he's, he's double, he's kind of double referencing himself and himself as the son, you know, and then he keeping planets in right. orbit. And you know, there was 5% as anyway. So it was like, yo, it's like, even him's throwing, he, he's even throwing these little complex jewels. If you're really listening, you know what I mean? It's, it just gave me a new appreciation for him. And the other thing it made me remember. I went to SLU. So, you know, being from St. Louis or in the area, you know, that's a private, private high school. I'll just leave it that. Private. <laughs> take what you want to take from that private high school. Okay, so anyway, the football team <clears throat> reflected that. Exception of a couple of us, if you get my drift. So, the running back, uh, my boy, shout out Renato Fitzpatrick, he um, we used to come out to rock music all the time. He got tired, and he was like, Man, you know, I'm tired. I was coming out to rock music, man. There's no rhythm. I'm trying to get this game, and y'all got me coming out with this stuff with the beat. And they're like, Oh, what do you want to play? I mean, you're the star of the team, so you pick. So, he went in his bag and he told everybody he said just just go with it and all of a sudden yeah baby I like it bro and dude they flipped went crazy that was the song we came out to for the next two seasons didn't matter that's crazy ODB you know and it's just funny, you know, um, <clears throat> just to see all of them. I didn't expect them to, you know, react that way. And it's just another example of how you were talking about how wide range the influence of Wu can become. Because I don't know how many of them had heard of that song before that, or maybe heard of Wu, but definitely wouldn't mess with ODB, you know. Just immediate, you know what I mean? His energy was just something that was kind of hard not to get drawn to, you know, in his songs. It was just like that watching that show maybe go through, you know, getting to him a little bit, going back into Inspect the Deck shit, and it's just the stuff. And then how Ghost, Re- Ghost redid uh, Deck song. Um, in your rough, I hear oh, uh, Elevation or Elevation. Stay true. Yeah, Elevation. Yeah. And you, I don't even know which one I like better. I think I still kind of like, uh, what's the name? Dex a little better. But, man, just Wu-Tang, man. And it's funny because, you know, Kayla, um, right before she went back, she was in a Hot Topic and saw they had Wu-Tang shirts. We were in the mall. She said, Wu-Tang, they had Wu-Tang shirts. A word, so I went and bought a couple. Yeah. One. And she says when she's wearing it now, you know, people were like, What you know about Wu Tang? You know, you too young to know anything about that. You know, they give a shit about it. She's like, Yeah, no, my dad, my dad put me on to it. But yeah, it's just the after effects of this show. It just it makes you, if you already were a fan, kind of go back down the lane a little bit if you weren't. 
they should go do more research on them. It's, it's too smooth like that. Yeah, and if you have Spotify listeners out there, um, there is a whole um, playlist that they put out. Um, they updated it every, at, for every new episode they, they updated the, the playlist. It would be all of the music that was used in the show, so you can hear some of the songs that um, RZA would end up using for samples for stuff. Right. So if you want to check that out, you know, I, I definitely recommend it. It's just called uh, Wu-Tang and American Saga Playlist. Oh. oh, and one other point too, real quick. Back to your point, Jay. You were mentioning how, um, how some of the referencing to some of those rhymes ended up being songs of the Meth First Chef. Same thing with Rizzo. Some of that weirdo stuff he was saying, you know, that was like the development of Bobby Digital. Because all that weirdo stuff started ending up on his Bobby, because that, you know, his Bobby Digital albums, all that little crazy Flopian tube rhyme. <laughs> Seriously, if you, I mean, I had the Bobby Digital album, and I, I thought it was pretty good. I was in full flight you know, with Quentin and whatnot at that time, too. But still, um, I just, I thought that was cool, too. So when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, because they kind of showed. He was kind of developing the Wu-Tang, but at the same time, he still kind of had his own little lane, you know, that ended up being that Bobby Digital stuff. So when he first did that on stage with that weird old show, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like some of those other rhymes, like I noticed, like again, like uh, like Fallopian tunes, like you just, where we keep bringing that one up, uh, you know, a uh, little random lines from Ghost, I think Ray... Um, some of that shit ended up in a in a Wu Tang Clan. Ain't nothing to fuck with. Yeah. But uh, you know, you were talking yeah. about you were talking about playing, you know, going at you know the after effects of the show, and I did the same. Like because they mean in the last the last two episodes is when they're putting they're they're kind of fleshing out uh, Seventh Chamber, and my I mean that that I mean dope dope song. Love it, but the Seven Chamber Part Two is the one that I always that, that I always I, I always would rewind and play again and again, you know, because like that distorted horn and then those drums, uh, those real dusty drums, and then you got those or those those organ stabs just at random all throughout there, and then he brings jazz horns in that version. I always love that one, but I mean, uh, so. After that, I mean, I think I went. I, I listened to Thirty Six Chambers like three times back to back, like for the the next day, and then I had, then I just lined them up, went to Cal, then uh, Dirty, and then through Ray and Ghost and just uh, I just I just went through them all, you know, just that whole for pretty much everything up to Supreme Clientele. I listened to it all, just had it on a just just straight just straight lined them up. Yeah, yeah, I did kind of the same thing. Yeah, jumping from each one. Man. But, I, I mean, it's... <laughs> you get hooked, and and you can't stop listening. Yeah, I mean, it's how I felt about the show, you know? It's just, again, going back to what Ghost was saying about having to wait a week, you know, once you got caught up. But, I mean, because when you do have episodes stacked up, I mean, they don't say stacked for long. I couldn't put it down. 
But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I watched, you know, because they dropped the first three all at once. Right. And I watched I the watched, first one, but I then I stopped. I watched the first two. Yeah. I watched the first two back to back, and then, like, later that evening, I came back for the third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, quick question. Was this song on Mass First Album? Was it the actual title track to Cal where he had the girls in the beginning? No, that's um, Release Your Delph. Release Your Delph, okay. Uh, niggas is Patrick. Yeah, you know yeah that one. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, man. I used to have that on repeat going to my basketball <laughs> game. That's another little hype song you talk about. Meth was just good for that. Um, so, the only problem was is that the first album was just good. The second album was just fine. But yeah, and this show again had me going back, like like you guys said, lining them up. The ones I listened to were Wu Tang, Thirty Six Chambers. Then I went and listened to. For some reason, I went straight to Eight Dark Clips, and then I am Flat. And then I'm, I'm not sure why I went to those, but then I went back to Supreme Clientele, and then I went to. Uh, purple tape and then I ended up on uh, Ghost First one and uh, playing KMA a lot and stuff like that and it, man they are the epitome of cold weather music you know how we always talk about that like, I could play Wu-Tang all winter and it would fit yep. all winter you know and uh, I don't know man it just makes me one more it's just like you said it's like damn I'm, I wish they just had like said you know stop playing around just make the whole damn thing and then drop like one season and let us bleed out about it for like two weeks to drop the second season I would man if they drop the third just stop I would love that if they did that do it. just do the whole thing you know what I mean? yeah I would love that if they did that Somebody's gonna do that at some point. They're just gonna. I mean, because if you think about it, like something like Netflix, you know, that when they drop, they drop the whole season at a time. Well, just drop the whole series. Yeah, well, like, uh, like Jay, you know about this, like with uh, with Voltron on Netflix. You know, like they be done with it, but they drop like maybe half a season or you know, whole season, then you know, be like two, three weeks, yeah, and then the next come one back. comes back, and then you know, they just keep adding on like that. Now, is it a money thing where they try to stretch that out? I mean, because if everybody watches it all real quick, will it fade off within months as opposed to getting a bang this year, getting a bang next year? I wouldn't think so with Hulu because they got the commercials. So they're going to get their money no matter what. I I don't know what... Unless they didn't think it was going to be popular, so they said okay we'll make a season and then wait and see yeah, yeah. that's the only thing I can think of I'm hoping that's all it is because we need to bring it back and uh, you know I would say just to anybody out there trying to make a you know musical biopic man it, don't do a movie man do more stuff like this yeah stretch it out to like a TV show that is 
you're able to get more out of it. Yeah, on both. Because I, I mean, on both a, fronts. A TV show. Go ahead. No, I'll say on both fronts because, you know, I think I think you were about to say, you know, just how much more detail you can get over the over the course of a season as opposed to two hours in the movie. But on top of that, you the creator produces whatever. You can get more out of it because, I mean, the story ain't done. You can still keep adding on. You know, it's not just one and done. I mean, look at Marvel. Look at how they did it. I mean, they were able to tell complete stories with these other sub... I don't want to say sub-character superheroes, but uh, street-level superheroes, I guess. And they were able to break it down and tell the stories to the point where they were even able to intertwine them into the movies you know as far as timelines and things of that nature you know because Daredevil they had cases based on residual damage from Avengers you know so it was kind of cool you know to see that they're able to stretch that out and do all that detail so it's like the same thing yeah yeah oh that that was one other thing I, I liked too they did the same thing with uh, Luke Cage, where they all the episode titles are Wu Tang songs. Yeah, oh, that's what I meant to mention too. Because I mean, for anybody who listens to Keepers of the Funk, you know, that's something I've always done. Every every episode title is named. You know, it's either a song or album title, or you know, a quotable or something. You know, everything is like that. And so, yeah, the, um, I saw that Luke Cage. You know, everything was a you know all different uh, all different artists. You know, like the one that comes to mind is Just to Get a Rep. In Gangstar, um, but there's a few episodes like that. Uh, but then, yeah, with the with the well, Wu-Tang, yeah. there's all their titles, but they all fit into the uh, they all fit into uh, what the episode is about. Like uh, labels by Jizza, you know, it was about the one when they were, you know, fucking around with Tommy Boy. Assassination Day is the one that when they go to get when they go to get Attila. All right. Yeah. All yeah, that I, I got is you is with uh, Ghost Mom passing out in the in the bathroom yeah and that was a weird dynamic too because I after that, that episode aired I, I listened to that song like, see again going back to what we were talking about just the after effects of the show yeah and yep. I know it, it, it's a dramatization but it it didn't seem well, it's a I know, everyone loves their mom. I yeah. know, but it, it didn't. Oh, that okay. It didn't seem that his mom was as attentive as he puts in that song. Right. Yeah, like they did seem like in in the show, she seemed more like almost kind of tired of the responsibility of the two kids. Yeah. yeah. She needed a break or some shit. Yeah. But actually, yeah, doesn't he have like like four brothers? Not just yeah. the, the two in, in the wheelchairs, but he's got like two others? I think so, yeah. And then another thing is maybe Ghost referencing could have been prior to them being born because, you know, there are a significant amount of time younger than Yeah, that's true. Them, so. Speaking of mothers, by the way, I can't go on without saying because I meant to I say, mean, man, yeah, fucking did was, Erica was, Alexander just just Alexander, hit yeah. this out of the park or what? Hell yeah. She yeah. acted she's her ass off. Because she's a, she's a regular on 
or she she was a regular on season two of Black Lightning. Yeah. On the CW, and now there's this. She's having kind of a renaissance. She's right acting her ass off. She deserves it. Yeah. Sure. I haven't seen Black Lightning, but she I, I knew she was on it though. But oh, she killed this though. You need to check out Black Light. I know I, it's, it's I on the. Say, I dare say it is better than uh, Luke Cage. Well, I can believe it. I fell out of Luke Cage, but um, I, I, I never watched it. But I heard the subject matter was crazy, like the stuff that they were actually, you know, the storylines of the show, as far as like uh, stuff that's affecting the community. You know, like, you know, I heard that it was pretty. Yeah, weird. it's it's yeah, on it's on the agenda. I'm a, we're gonna have to. Uh, you know, now that it's getting cold again, you know, we'll, we'll be shut in more all week, all weekends. Me and the, uh, me and my girlfriend, we'll have to just build a fire and then just sit there watching that stuff with Quentin or something. Because yeah, yeah, I mean, that's all. The seasons are up on Netflix, so cool. Nice, check it out. But uh, of course, we're off topic. Um, yeah. Is there anything else we need to touch on? Uh, Any favorite moments or anything we, we want to bring up before we close this out? I think I kind of already um, laid out my favorite moments you know, throughout the conversation so uh, uh, nothing else I can add I don't, I don't think. I would just say uh, uh, you know, again we talked a lot about the classic stuff but I'm saying, you know, for uh, you know you know they got a lot of they got a lot of output you know not all of it's good I mean we'll be the first ones to tell you but I'll tell you like a lot of their recent stuff though Method Labs an album called Meth Lab came out like maybe two years ago which is sick um oh and there was that uh, Woo Massacre that I that I liked oh yeah yeah Woo Massacre was like was that 2012 2011 maybe I think so it was the Ray Meth and Ghost and that was woo <laughs> woo Ooh. Three people that hated each other most of the time. <laughs> again, right. again with that, you know, <laughs> this is crazy to think how they, how they used to be, to what they become, man. But so there's that, and then um, but I mean, you know, I mean, within the last two years, you know, people talking about like, you know, uh, well, you know, this is old stuff, this classic. Well, yeah, it is. But I mean, they got newer stuff right now that's dope. Like I said, you God has a fucking album out called Venom. That just came out last year, and it's dope. And I don't even like you guys like that, you know. Uh, Inspector Deck, you know, and, and Esoteric, they're a duo. They call themselves Zarface. They got every album is a concept album. It's, uh, some of them feature um, uh, enemies or you know uh, foes. You know, like there's one uh, Starface meets yeah. Metalface, which is you know, the rhyme with uh, MF Doom. He's featured heavily on it. Uh, the latest yeah, one is Zarface. That, that got me hooked into the whole. Zarface in the first yeah. one. Yeah. I, I had heard of them, but I had never really listened. Oh, their first one, Every but Hero Needs I, a Villain, and then on from there, I've been on them. Yeah. But then they got, right now, the latest one is Zarface meets Ghost, or versus, versus Ghostface, or whatever it's called. So, I mean, they're still doing it, man. They just, they, they, they reinvent themselves, and then they go back to basics. Like, they, you know what I'm saying? They like to experiment and try different shit, but then they'll still always go back and give you woo, you know, that you loved. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, the thing I like about that whole Zarface thing, too, is it kind of is a nod to the whole dynamic. Because, you know, Ghost and Doom kind of had their parallels first with their skits and things of that nature with each other. So, for them to 
kind of come back and do the same with with the czar face and then now ghost is with the czar face it's, you know I, I thought that was kind of dope it's like they just kind of kept with that same energy i'm still mad they never did that doom starks thing or they ever got released because that would mean hell yeah. that's the two it's it's there's two there's two collapses i really want and jay you know one of them because you put it out there was for doom and, and ghost I mean, obviously Iron Man and uh and and Doctor Doom, but then and and then you know, and on top of that, Ghost and uh, Doom, the MCs, like you said, uh, like you were saying, they uh their styles are very similar to each other, and the skits and concepts and they're weaving um uh quotables from the old '60s cartoons on this stuff. They both did the same thing, but I mean, I want them, and then Jay, I want I want that. I want that Doom and Mega Ran uh, Marvel vs. Capcom album. Oh, shit. <laughs> I put it out in the ether. It never happened. It needed to. God, it needs world. to. Yeah, but um, I, I, I guess that is uh, it. I mean, takeaway from this is uh, go watch Wu-Tang and American Saga on... Uh, Hulu. Yes, like pull, right now. Yeah, pull up them playlists on Spotify, like Jay was uh, talking about earlier too. Yeah, the more you watch, the more they they will know that people want it and will get a season two. And we might, fingers crossed, see some Shaolin graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot tell me that, no, that after Wu Tang got hot, nobody. Nobody spray painted somewhere. Welcome to Shaolin. You'll see it in the in the I'm show. If we get, I bet you if we get a season two, we'll be, you'll, you'll see some. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. Also, read uh, if you want to know more about him. Uh, well, uh, watch those Mike's and Men, which I still need to do myself. It's a four part documentary yeah. uh, series, actual documentary. Oh, with interviews and footage and all that. Um, and read uh, the Wu Tang Manual and. Dow the Wu, both by the RZA. Yeah, and and if you're feeling lucky, I saw online yesterday that RZA has teamed up with uh, Tazo or Tazo T. He is having a uh, a retreat on Staten Island. Ten people can can win to uh, what was it to learn some creative processes and no shit uh, how, how to unlock your inner creativity and a bunch of other kind of stuff uh, with the RZA in Shaolin for like a weekend wow uh, I think if you go to Tezo T's website uh, you'll see it's called Camp Shaolin or something like that or Camp no it's Camp Tezo that's what it is no shit I hadn't heard about so, that but alright yeah, I just saw that today. Nice. But he'll teach you knowledge yourself. <laughs> All right, so I guess uh, that's it for now. So, uh, of course, you can always find Death Cakes Podcast at Death Cakes... Or, no. At <laughs> 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 no Jibba Jabba FM uh, dot com. You can find our show, the Death Cakes Podcast, and ill and ghost show 
uh, Keepers of the Funk. Yes. Uh, uh, new episodes are coming of both. Yep. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, we we you know, you know how it is. We ain't, we ain't quitting like other people. <laughs> Like Jesus say, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like Jesus say, half as long, twice as strong. You know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, yep. But uh, you can find us on Instagram uh, at No Jibber Jabba FM. Yes, in fact, you can uh, find us all there. We've all got individual accounts at this point. Um, I don't never post anything if you really want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're. Uh, uh, oh, my, mine is at jru78 same as my twitter handle that i never right. use anymore yeah i'm an ilrockski just like yeah ilrockski just like twitter um which i i view i don't really post anymore and that's honestly that's kind of the reason i just made the instagram account because i do post there on occasion i really don't tweet so much anymore but you know i'm still kind of, i'm still kind of there on both yeah, I don't tweet, so just Instagram, Ghost KOTF, and, uh, and on Instagram. That's pretty yeah. cool. But if you so choose, you can also find us on Twitter at DeathCakesPod and at uh, KOTF Crew. Yep, this fame underscore beats from my Right. And Jay Mills, he's not here. You can find him at J underscore Millsy. J, that's uh, J underscore M I L L S Y. Or on Instagram at jmillerdean. Um, I believe that covers it all, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right, folks. Till next time. See ya. Shoo! on the left. Ratchet to death. Hoods on the right. Wow for the night. Punks in the back. Come on in the track to what? Land in the front. Let your feet stomp. Niggas on the left. Rack shit to death, hoods on the right, wow for the night, punks in the back, come on in the track to wow. Go to them camouflage large niggas. Fuck it, my bottom. Bring that fucking mess in here, man. Yo. Uh, we don't drink some of these nights. Champion gear that I rock, you get your boots knocked. Then attack you like a pit, then lock shit down. Cause I come and freaks the sound. Hardcore, but giving you more and more. Like ding, not sure to get you open like six packs. Killer bees attack, flipping what? Murder one fat tracks, alright? I kick it like a night flight. Work light, I get that ass raw, born spike. Check the method from back. Cause I rock your head to bed Just like rocking what? Twin clocks Shake the ground while my beats just break it down Raw sound Going to war right now So your vomit We usually take all niggas garments Save your breath before I vomit I be that insane nigga from the psycho ward I'm on the trigger Plus I got the Wu-Tang swords So how you figure That you can even fuck with mine Hey yo Rizzo Hit me with that shit one time And pull the plow Niggas say the beat for the cow I'm milking this home This is my show to cow The fuck you wanna do For this mic please do I'm like a sniper Hyper off the ginseng root BLO style Boot amongst with the ass the fucking man let the cat, the cat, the chest, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I leave the mic in body bags. My rap style has the force to leave you lost like the driver's bass. Murderous material made by a madman. It's the mic wrecker, inspector, Batman from the badlands of the killer. Rap fanatic, representing with the skill that's iller. Dare to compare, get pierced just like an ear. The Subi Nuwak box, strictly hardware. Armed and geared, cause I just broke out the prison. Charged by the system for murdering the rhythm. Now, lo and behold, another deadly episode. Bound to catch another fucking charge when I explode. Slamming a hype bass first to your head first. I ramshack dead in the track, and that's that. Rap assassin faster, quick the blasting. Hard rock, I ran up in spots like Ford Knox. I'm hot, top notch, ghost things with logic. Flashbacks, how I attacked your whole project. I'm raw, I'm rugged and raw. I repeat, if I die, my seed will be ill like me. Approaching me, you out of respect, chops your neck. I get vexed, I crashing up a fat ass leg. So clear the way, make way, yo, open the gates, piece of mouth. Like a runaway slave You're getting stripped from your garments Way one to choose Hold the mess Got me open like fallopian tools I bring death to a snake When he least the speck Ain't a damn thing Change boy Protect your neck Rule a zigzag To the law Jam is fatal Quick to stick my wound Change wood Right through your navel Suspenseful Force being forced Through my utensil The pencil I bring strong winds up against you Have a They run through your county Like the Mavericks Caps through the tablets I got to make the fabrics Are you a warrior? Slice of shit like a samurai. The old dirty bastard from the bar. Old dirty clan of terrorists. Coming at your ass like a sorceress. Shooting at piss. Niggas be getting on my fucking nerves. Brown said be kicking, baby. Wanna kick their fucking ass to the curb. Oh, you got monkey breath. Like the old specialist. A carrier, messenger, carrier. This experience is for the whole experience. Let it be flying and flying. Slasher, split a nigga back like a Dutch master killer. Thou jumped off and killer, killer. I was the thriller in the alley, Frazier Manila. I came down with fat tracks that combine the interlock. Like getting smashed by center block. Bow, now it's all over. Niggas seeing pink hearts, yellow moons, orange stars, and green clovers. Respect dude, Paul. All right, peace. 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 Word up. Wu Tang in the house. So man, yeah, a lot of people <laughs> black people into y'all. I guess I guess they could, you know, feel, you know, the realness, the you know, when they, they could they oh, could yeah. they could they could feel the vibe. And I think hip hop, that's what I be telling a lot of people and a lot of record promoters and a lot of you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of artists. I mean, it's like, you know, it's something it's music that you gotta touch and feel, you know what I'm mm. saying? And I think I think that comes across I think that comes across well in the video. Uh, I think probably when I haven't seen y'all live yet, I'm waiting for the chance. But uh, I'm pretty sure that 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 that's probably what it's like. You know, you probably really get into it. And they can hear it. I guess they can hear hear it in your voices when you're saying the rhymes. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, what 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 would y'all say your style is? It's our secret. Never teach the Wu Tang. <laughs> <laughs> The best protect your neck, the best protect your neck, the best protect your neck, the best protect your neck. T1B0.